Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Welcome to our show, Polygamy, What Love Is This? I'm Doris Hansen, your host, and of course the topic of our show is polygamy. Not just any polygamy, but polygamy Joseph Smith style as he introduced it into Mormon culture. And on today's show, we will be talking about current events in polygamy groups. But first, if you know, or if you yourself, or know anyone who wants to escape, is in a polygamy group and would like to get out, you can call a Shield and Refuge Ministry for help, and they can help you. Uh, the the web address for the ministry is on the screen at shieldandrefuge.org and you can also call them toll free 877-425-9993 and everything, all the information that you talk about will be held in complete confidence. If you want to make any comments about the show or if you are, or you know someone would like to be a guest on our show, we'd love to talk with you about that too. You can email us at email at whatloveisthis.tv or you can call us at 385-240-2888. And if you'd like to mark your calendar, I have been invited to speak later this year on two Sunday mornings at Main Street Church in Brigham City. The dates are Sunday, May 8th and Sunday, September 25th. The services start at 10 a.m. Please come if you can. I'd love to meet with you. Or you can also watch live on the internet. Just search Main Street Church Brigham City and then follow the links. And right now I'd like to introduce our guest, co-host. Guest co-host, yes. <laughs> Earl Erskine. Thanks, thanks for, again. Thanks for having me thanks, again. Thanks for sharing all the information that we need to, <laughs> yeah, to discuss on this show. Our, on our show a few weeks ago, we talked about the current events taking place in polygamy groups. We discussed the IRS, Homeland Security, and EPA raid on the Kingston polygamy group businesses and the federal court uh, trial that's taking place against the FLDS towns of Hilldale, Utah, and Colorado City, Arizona. Just a week after we taped that show, there was another raid by the federal government, this time on the FLDS community. Perhaps apprehending Mormon polygamists for their crimes is like the way they had to treat Al Capone. Yeah. You know, they couldn't get him on mafia crimes, right. and so they got him on failure to pay taxes. One way or another, the polygamous criminal behavior needs to be stopped. Our nation was founded upon the rule of law, and when these laws aren't enforced, the criminals, well, they become bolder, and sure. their crimes become more monstrous, and that's precisely what has happened with the Mormon polygamy groups in the Inner Mountain West. On February 23rd, the feds raided the towns of Colorado City, Arizona, and Hilldale, Utah. These towns are also known as Short Creek. The raid was described as hundreds of FBI agents all decked out in SWAT-like uniforms and weaponry. They surrounded several places at the same time with sealed search warrants, and, and those sealed search warrants were so that other people could not be warned in advance yeah. of the raid and then possibly get away before they could be arrested. The press release about this explained the indictments. Yeah, this is from the Department of Justice. 
The indictment alleges church leaders diverted SNAP proceeds from authorized beneficiaries to leaders of the FLDS church for use by ineligible beneficiaries and for unapproved purposes. A large percentage of FLDS church members living in the Hilldale, Utah, Colorado City, Arizona community, known as Short Creek, receive SNAP benefits amounting to millions of dollars in benefits per year. So that's basically what the um, raid was all about. Not It wasn't about polygamy. And there were several arrest warrants, and among them was Warren Jeff's brother, Lyle Steed Jeffs, who was arrested in Salt Lake City that same morning. Now, Lyle Jeffs is in charge of the FLDS, while Warren, his brother, is in prison. The FLDS members are told that Warren Jeffs will soon be out of prison. They've been telling them that ever since he's been put in there. But what they're being told now is that they believe that the bars of his jail is just going to melt. And and they'll free him up to come back to them and be God's mouthpiece to the members once again. In the meantime, Lyle Jeffs has been ruling and reigning in his place. Now, also uh, arrested was Seth Jeffs who is another brother of Warren Jeffs, and he's the leader of the FLDS compound in Pringle, South Dakota. The FBI agents were working in timing with each other in Arizona, in Utah, in South Dakota, in Salt Lake also, uh, so they could arrest them pretty much around the same time. Seth Jeffs, that was the bishop of the Pringle, South Dakota compound, was in charge of the bank account where fraudulent food stamp funds were transferred. And the South Dakota compound is a designated land of refuge, meaning that it is one of the places where the men can flee to avoid arrest. In fact, Warren Jeffs fled there quite frequently when Mm -hmm. he was on the FBI Most Wanted list. Two women were also charged in these indictments, and and to my knowledge, they are the first and the only females that's ever been arrested along with the males for criminal activity in polygamy groups. Brendan Nicholson is a former FLDS member who has been out uh, for about four years. And she said this is a big day in Short Creek and the biggest since the raid of 1953. Brenda Nicholson wrote a deeply <coughs> touching response and with her permission, we are quoting it now. Almost four years ago, our family left the FLDS. The conditions there were horrible when we left and they have only become progressively worse. I'm sure that for those who still believe this is a hard day, and I'm sure many tears will be shed, many prayers offered, but at least they can be felt and expressed freely. I guarantee you that there have been floods of tears shed in secret as the people have suffered at the hands of evil men who have done great harm. They have torn families apart, robbed the poor of their very subsistence and dignity, and kept them imprisoned. I'll never forget sitting in the 11 o'clock meeting where Lyle announced that those who were worthy to be members of the United Order could no longer be allowed to live among those who were unworthy. I will never forget hearing the uncontrolled sobs of women in the room as they realized their children were going to be taken from them. If I had been at all inclined to submit, that announcement would have killed me. Since that day, I've looked forward to the day when I would see Jane, John Wayman and Lyle arrested. I have heard from people who have left as they tell of the horrific oppression, having children separated from them and then brainwashed into believing that their parents are evil. Parents who get their children back have a long battle on their hands, <clears throat> but the advantage they have is that they can win their children back through love. Love has become all but outlawed for the people. 
I know this is a tough time, but my sincerest hope is that this will shake the foundation of the prisons holding our families captive and they will be able to find out the truth. May they finally get out from under the oppression and find the freedom and happiness they deserve. May they now devote their monies, time, and labors to their own benefit and to making good, safe lives. The deliverance they have been praying for may have just come in a way they never imagined. That's heartbreaking it when, heartbreaking you, when you that read that from, from an insider. From, from a once insider, yeah. 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 Now, Brenda's uh, desire has been realized with this raid, and she, along with hundreds of others who have suffered for far too many years, also yearn for the release of loved ones who are bound with the invisible chains of their religious dogma. Now, many people for many years have prayed for the release of the brainwashed and the abused victims of the polygamous, and hopefully this is a start, and we want to thank God for answered prayer. We want to quote also from a Washington Post news yeah. article regarding this. If they're finally going to prosecute Lyle and the leaders of the church, it will eventually bring the church down. Wallace Jeffs, who's a half-brother of Warren Jeffs, who was expelled from the FLDS, told the Salt Lake Tribune, this pretty much cuts the head off the snake. Now, I only hope that's true, yeah, although I'm, I'm not holding my breath as far as that goes, but we kind of doubt that it is true, but right. it, it, it might help some. Yeah. Now, we want we also need to be concerned about the members without a leader. Another power-hungry uh, predator could come and take the position that's that true. Lyle Jeffs has, has vacated and claiming to be God's mouthpiece to the people, and, and they so easily believe that lie. Mm -hmm. uh, the people do need to know the truth because it's only the truth that sets them free. And the truth is that God does not require polygamy. The contemporary polygamists are only doing what their founder, Joseph Smith, did. They take child brides. Joseph Smith married 14-year-old girls. They sexually assault these young girls. Joseph Smith had sex with his child brides. Today's polygamists marry close relatives. And Joseph Smith married young girls that he took in his home as foster daughters. Today's polygamists live secret lives with secret wives. And Joseph Smith kept his polygamy top secret even from his own wife and mm. from his church members. Now, concerning the arrest of Seth Jeffs, we quote, part of an article from a South Dakota newspaper, the Rapid City Journal. At about 10 a.m. Tuesday, Wheeler, armed with an arrest warrant, traveled alone to the FLDS compound near Pringle, but Jeffs wasn't there. Wheeler's target soon was spotted nearby traveling with four or five females in a white Ford excursion. We made the arrest on the highway, Wheeler said late Tuesday, as if his action were routine instead of part of a massive concerted, concerted bust. Jeffs offered no resistance when he was detained about four miles south of Custer on U.S. Highway 385, Wheeler said. Seth Jeffs was being held Tuesday night in the Pennington County Jail. And since they've asked that he be sent back to Utah, oh. and I think that that process is starting now, okay. uh, so that he will be charged here. Now, these indictments are charging the men and the women 
who were directly involved with the fraudulent use of food stamp benefits and of laundering the stolen money. The regular members were forced to give their money to them um, and, and so that they could use it and many of them would buy tractors and you know mm. uh, huge pieces of equipment with the money that su was supposed to have gone to food for these FLDS people. Our source for this information, by the way, is and has been the U.S. District Court indictments itself. Now, the press release from the Department of Justice made it clear that these arrests were not about religion. And it tells us what it was really and is really all about. Also from the Department of Justice, this indictment is not about religion. This indictment is about fraud, U.S. Attorney John W. Huber said to today. This indictment charges a sophisticated group of individuals operating in the Hilldale, Colorado City community who conspired to defraud a program intended to help low-income individuals and families purchase food. So this, they can yelp uh, religious prosecution, but it isn't. Welfare and food stamp fraud is not included in our freedoms for religion. And according to some reports, about 700 Colorado City households received a total of $7.2 million wow. in food stamps benefits in 2015. The sad part is the families never received the benefits the leaders and their favorite families did. We can only hope that child sexual assault and trafficking is next on the list of criminal charges that they will bring against the polygamy groups. Now, Charlene Jeffs, we've talked about her before on the show. She's an ex-wife of Lyle Jeffs, was a witness in a separate federal court case in Phoenix. According to an article in the Salt Lake Tribune, she exposed, and this is new to me. Yeah, I hadn't heard this the, either. The way the FLDS went about getting false identifications and false driver's license. And I guess this is the way they get the extra food stamps or something mm, too. There could be a <laughs> lot of things going on with that. Charlene explained to the detective how Lyle had instructed Hilldale's fire department to issue people ID badges with false names. The recipient would then take the ID badges to Mojave County Community College, which has a campus in Colorado, Colorado, City. Colorado City probably, yeah. enroll in the college and receive an ID from there. Then the recipient would take the two false IDs to a driver's license office in Utah or Arizona and obtain a license, Charlene said. So who wow. knows how many false IDs and yeah. false driver's license were obtained that way. Now these, these guys claim to be King, the kingdom of God. Why would they do things like this if they're God's kingdom? And their illegal activities are bleeding the beast, as they call it, and it costs the taxpayers millions of dollars every year. A Fox News article explains some background to the charges made against those who were arrested, and this is some of it. Yeah, from the Fox News. According to Fox News, federal court documents reveal that the FLDS has defrauded taxpayers more than $12 million in their food stamp fraud scheme. Charges and other information against those arrested include failure to report underage sex abuse, using escape plans, decoys, and multiple vehicles to avoid arrest, using aliases, facilitated smuggling of audio recording of Warren Jeffs out of prison, facilitated hiding a grand jury witness from the FBI, selected women and girls to, place of, to a place of refuge to undergo sex-related training, access to large amounts of cash, and this was surprising, yeah. owns a ranch in South America that many FLDS members know nothing about. 
And I guess we didn't have that text to put up on the screen. I'm sorry for our viewers about that. Um, but at any rate, that's the background yeah. for the charges. It's not, it certainly isn't the charges themselves. Uh, now, Lyle Jeffs rules the people, but only at the command of Warren Jeffs, as we mentioned. But he continues to rule from his prison cell. And about that, we also quote this. A confidential source told FBI investigators that Lyle Jeffs has no control over Warren Jeffs and is afraid of him because people monitor Lyle's actions for Warren, and Lyle is afraid of being sent away and never being able to see his family. Now, we've done shows Gosh. before on spies, you know, that the polygamy yeah. groups have for each other, and this happens in all the groups, not just this one, but it would make you live in fear every yeah, day of doing... Always looking over your shoulder. And, and, and yeah, yeah, and doing what he dictated you do, or else, Terrible. or else. Yeah. Now, Seth Jeffs, after his arrest, appeared in a federal court in South Dakota where the judge ruled that be sent to Utah. We talked about that to face the food stamp fraud and the charges there. Prosecutors asked the judge not to free him on bail, arguing that he would be likely to use their network of hiding places and aliases and disguises and prepaid cell phones to evade capture. Uh, they rightly labeled the FLDS as anti-government and anti-law enforcement. Now, you need to know that most of the Mormon polygamy groups share that same attitude. Mm. Seth Jeffs has a pilot license, he has a passport, he has multiple credit cards, so it'd be too easy for him to escape and skip out and evade capture if they let him out on bail. And after all, he did successfully help Warren Jeffs evade arrest for several months when he was on the run from the FBI. So far, they have all entered pleas of not guilty. Of course. And I believe today I, I read in the news that John Wayman, who was also arrested, has also been denied bail. Okay. <laughs> now, in all of this, we cannot neglect the FLDS polygamist to the north. In 2004 and 2005, Canadian polygamist James Oler allegedly gave his two underage sisters to Warren Jeffs as plural wives. This was actually an exchange. These two underage sisters were traded for a 15-year-old bride for himself. In fact, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police is verifying a list of 31 girls from the ages of 12 to 17 who are alleged to have been trafficked between Canada and the United States for religious polygamous marriages to older FLDS men. Now, when the list is verified, charges can be made, and it would become one of Canada's largest cases of cross-border smuggling of humans. Again, the raid at the YFZ ranch in Texas produced the information which uh, this list came from, and other documents that were seized were marriage records and Warren Jeff's diary, which were used to convict seven FLDS men in Texas of child sex-related charges. In his diaries, <clears throat> Warren Jeffs detailed how FLDS men from Canada would sneak daughters and sisters into the United States for pre-arranged marriages and the men returned with teenaged American brides. Mm -hmm. Both countries' immigration laws were violated. 
In Canada, James Oler and Winston Blackmore are two prominent polygamists who practice Mormon polygamy, which is still illegal in both Canada and the United States. So perhaps we'll <laughs> soon see Canadian court charges so. against these two men, and perhaps we'll be able to see some justice accomplished in both Canada and the United States as a result of so many women and children who have been abused by the forced polygamy of these men. Too many lives have been stolen far too many years and decades um, of this polygamy because of Joseph Smith yeah. and his damnable heresy that God commanded polygamy. And finally, the Salt Lake Tribune reported that the Utah legislature passed a bill recriminating, recriminating polygamy. In, which is interesting because it's always been illegal, but yeah. why do they have to make something illegal illegal again? But yeah. that's another story. In the comments section below the article, I found an interesting remark from a reader. Yeah, he said, <laughs> so messed up, let people live and do what they want. If they are not hurting anyone else, this is a witch hunt. I, I can't believe how uninformed people are. Yeah. Do they really believe, do, don't they hear the cries uh, of, of the victims of polygamy groups? It's not a witch hunt, but it's a, a, a child bride molester hunt. <laughs> it, it's, it's a hunt for those who disobey the law. And another response that we got from this same article goes like this, and it makes a lot more sense. It certainly does. Let me get this straight. The state of Utah was founded by polygamists. The predominant religion was founded by polygamists. Many legislator families were polygamists, are polyg were polygamists. Brigham Young, as well as Joseph Smith, declared failure to practice polygamy resulted in eternal damnation. The doctrine is still mainstream within Mormonism. The entire concept was produced by Mormons. The legislators are overwhelmingly overwhelmingly Mormon, and now these Mormons are trying to outlaw a concept that they own, lock, stock, and barrel. What am I missing here? <laughs> <laughs> it it kind of makes you wonder yeah. what's going on in the minds. And you know, it's always been in the Utah Constitution that polygamy would be prohibited forever. So why are we even having these conversations? Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. And during the discussion to recriminalize polygamy uh, in, the, in the House of Representatives, the esteemed representative from West Jordan, Earl Tanner, argued to drop the penalty of polygamy from a felony to an infraction. Thankfully, <laughs> his argument failed. Yeah. But Representative Tanner is a Mormon and said that his ancestors practiced polygamy. Well, any, any generational Mormon would have polygamy in their background. In fact, his argument was based on his polygamist great-grandfather's experience as a polygamist. I find this very comical. My, yeah, my great-grandfather did not marry his nieces, Tanner said. My great-grandfather did not rape 14-year-old girls. My great-grandfather did not send his male children out into the world without a good education. My great-grandfather did not abuse welfare programs. And that's his argument in the state capitol right. about this bill. Yeah, and so it makes it right. Well, maybe his great-grandfather didn't do these things, but Utah history records plenty of people who did do things like this, beginning with Joseph Smith and Brigham Young. Now, he said his great-grandfather didn't abuse welfare programs. 
I find this interesting because I would like to know exactly what government taxpayer-funded welfare programs were in place at the time that his great-grandfather yeah, lived polygamy. Too, too many, right? <laughs> there weren't any. So it's just empty and uninformed arguments. We don't live. This is the 21st century. Thank God we don't live the way his great-grandfather lived. The Washington Post recently said this about the FLDS. The Southern Poverty Law Center has described FLDS as a white supremacist, homophobic, anti-government, totalitarian cult. In his sermons, Warren Jeffs has declared homosexuality the worst evil act you can do next to murder and has implored women to build up young husbands by being submissive. Okay, <laughs> there, there's the mandate. Yeah. <clears throat> and as someone else said so appropriately, the poor people, all they were doing was looking for God, but instead they found these monsters. And as we were finishing up the information before taping this show, a few other things happened. The jury for the Department of Justice case against the FLDS came up with a guilty verdict for discrimination mm -hmm. against non-members. We don't know what the penalty will be yet. Lyle and Seth Jeffs remain in jail without bail. A huge rally was staged at the state capitol by pro-polygamists and anti-polygamists regarding the bill to recriminalize polygamy. And that's strange, we just talked, because polygamy already is already illegal. Yeah. Um, and so, but the bill passed, both the Senate and the representatives, and it was already against the law. So the Utah representative and the Senate passed the bill, which recriminalizes polygamy. Now, I find all of this, especially the rally at the Capitol, I wasn't able to go myself, although I knew about it in advance. But those who did go that were against the, 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 um, the, against polygamy, that are against polygamy, and they wanted the bill to right. pass. There were many there, more that were polygamists that were there. But the news, all the news that I watched, focused on the pro polygamists. They didn't interview the anti polygamists. Why? Right. Why are the victims being ignored? It's a good question. I, I don't, I, I don't fully understand why they would do that. Um, is, are there other crimes in the country where the victims are ignored and, and the perpetrators are the one that gets all the focus and gets yeah, all the accolades? I can't think of any, no. And they're not aware. I don't know that they really appreciate what the victims are going through and what these cultures are, are doing to people. I don't think that, that they understand that. I don't think they do either. And, and, and that Tanner, Earl Tanner, saying that what he did about his great-grandfather, yeah. so much evidence to the contrary, at least certainly in mm -hmm. these current, yeah. current days. There's so much evidence, uh, even of historical. Yeah. You know, you read the, the stories of Joseph Smith and how he coerced and, and mm -hmm. lied and deceived in his polygamy. Uh, maybe his, maybe Tanner's great-grandfather didn't, but Joseph Smith did. Yeah. And so I, I don't understand what the focus is. I don't understand why. Is it just because it's marriage, just because it's a sexual thing? Is that why they... they uh, want to focus on, on the, the liberal part of it rather than we seem to be uh, as a culture more interested in the in that side of it I, I suppose it, I don't know being fair or yeah I don't know 
<laughs> and and you know, I don't know. I don't understand it either. But anyway, that's that's the, the update on polygamy <laughs> in Utah or in the Intermountain West. Thanks, Earl, for helping Thank you. out again. You know, if people would just read and use the Bible as God's word to humanity, they could never be deceived by the false doctrine of polygamy for salvation or for exaltation. The Bible is against polygamy. The Bible says each man shall have his own wife and each woman should have her own husband. Jesus said a man and a woman shall cleave together and become one. He didn't say a man should cleave to several women. Joseph Smith's teachings on polygamy remain today and continue to deceive men and women in fundamentalist groups. Lives are ruined and eternal lives are lost, all because of Joseph Smith and his uncontrolled desire for multiple sex partners. But polygamy isn't needed, commanded, or required. Jesus is all that is needed, so Jesus is all we need. Thank you for watching our show. This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? This program is a production of A Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.